Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 10 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. Continuing our exploration of the obstacles that can prevent your young athletes from achieving their sports goals, today's topic is part two of fear of failure. A basic tenet of mine about child development is that parents have an immense influence on their children. Yes, you give your children your genes, which certainly impacts who they become. At the same time, how you raise them matters too, especially in how they come to view their sports experiences. What this means is that young athletes aren't born with a fear of failure. Instead, one way they develop their attitudes toward and beliefs about failure is from the world around them, primarily the youth sports culture and the athletic programs of which they're members and you. Some of those harmful messages about failure come from our youth sports culture that has lost perspective on why children play sports. These messages are disseminated by a sports media that worships at the altar of success and overly competitive youth sports programs and their coaches who plays winning over fun and youth development. You have the power to determine what sort of youth sports culture your young athletes are surrounded by based on the athletic programs that you place them in. But as sad as it is to say, fear of failure in young athletes usually come from their parents who communicate that failure is unacceptable in several ways. First, as role models, by reacting to your own failures with self-criticism, anger, and despondency. In observing how you respond to failure in this way, your children get the subtle yet unmistakable message that my dad or mom hates failure, so I better not fail. Second, by sending direct messages to your children that failure is simply unacceptable. When all you talk about before and after games is winning or losing, and when you say things like, you better win today, or I can't believe you lost, the message is crystal clear to your children about what is important to you. And what is important to you usually becomes what's important to them. And third, by your unconscious emotional reactions as you share your children's athletic lives. For example, you're being stressed out before a game or losing your temper after a losing effort. Children, particularly at a young age, are more intuitive than cerebral, meaning they're more attuned to your emotions than your words. If you're upset, no matter what you say, your kids will home in on those emotions. The messages your young athletes get, whether through role modeling, direct messages, or your emotions is, I can't lose or I'll really upset my parents. The most harmful subtext of this statement, which is so difficult for parents to believe, is if I lose, my parents won't love me. And there is nothing, nothing more fear-inducing for children than thinking that they could lose their parents' love. All quite depressing to be sure, but here's the good news. If you can send unhealthy messages to your young athletes, you also have the power to send healthy ones. And that is where you can first begin to give your young athletes a sports experience free from fear of failure or relieve them of the burden of fear of failure. From Barry Bonds, the baseball legend, but to be the best, you must face the best. And to overcome your fear, you must deal with the best. After giving a workshop on fear of failure to a group of parents a while back, I received an email from an attendee asking an important question. Quote, I now understand why my child keeps getting in his own way. He has a fear of failure. So, what can I do about it? Let me share some ways in which you can help your young athletes to let go of their fear of failure. Let me preface my thoughts by saying that there are entire books devoted to fear of failure and how to overcome it. Also, in severe cases, counseling or psychotherapy may be warranted. My point is that, as with most things in life, there are no magic pills, no quick fixes to fear of failure. At the same time, there are some simple steps you can take to prevent your children from developing this fear or to relieve them of the burden so they can pursue success without reservation or hesitation and with courage and commitment. 
The best way to put your young athletes on a healthy path toward enjoyment and success in their sports lives is to make sure that you have a healthy perspective about why they're involved in sports. When you focus on all the wonderful benefits of your kids playing sports and downplay the importance of winning and losing, you're setting your children up for both a positive and fun sports experience and the opportunity to find success in their efforts. If you can send your children healthy messages about failure from the start of their sports experience or make changes in a positive direction if they're already involved, they will get these messages and begin to shift how they think and feel about failure. The first step in helping your young athletes develop a healthy relationship with failure is for you to have a healthy relationship with failure. I assume that you experience failure in your life, whether at work or perhaps in your own athletic life. When you do experience setbacks, how do you respond? To be a positive role model for your children, you want to make sure that you react to failure in a calm, accepting, and constructive way. For example, if you're a tennis player and lose a match against someone whom you thought you would beat, are you able to smile and shrug it off? Having your kids do as I do is a powerful way you can shape their attitudes toward and reactions to failure. Your actions clearly matter, but so do your words. When you combine do as I say with do as I do, you send your messages a powerful one-two punch for a healthy attitude toward failure. So, talk to your kids about how our youth sports culture unhealthily defines failure. Explain why it's not good, and then offer them a healthy definition of failure and why it's better. You can also describe how these definitions play out in real life, comparing the thinking, emotions, and reactions that follow a healthy and unhealthy view of failure. The more your children can understand both sides of failure, the better able they will be to make good choices on how they think, feel, and respond to the failure they will inevitably experience in their athletic lives. Another formidable way to impress a healthy attitude toward failure on your young athletes is to show them examples of successful athletes and people in other fields who have overcome failure on the way to success. For example, Tom Brady wasn't drafted until the seventh round, and Michelle Wee struggled mightily earlier in her LPGA career before rising to the top. If you're a sports fan, you can find examples every day of athletes who overcame great failure before finding great success. In an ideal world in which we were all perfect beings, all of us parents would take my advice to heart and be total Zen masters about our children's sports participation. We would always be calm, positive, and composed whenever we watched them play. But we don't live in an ideal world, and most of us are in fact truly imperfect beings. Most of us carry baggage related to success and failure from our childhoods. Most of us are vulnerable to the messages we get from the youth sports culture. And regardless, all of us want our kids to find success in their athletic lives. So it's upsetting to see them fail. Given that, like most parents, you're probably an imperfect being, here are some practical things you can do when watching your young athletes compete to ensure that the pain you feel at their failures, if any, doesn't come through and interfere with their developing a positive relationship with failure. Perhaps the toughest thing you need to do is look in the mirror. I don't mean literally, but to reflect on yourself openly and honestly about your strengths and areas in need of improvement related to failure. You may find that you send really good messages about failure to your young athletes, or you may have to admit that there isn't always joy in Whoville. That is, you have discomfort with your children's failures and may communicate that discomfort to them in some way. Ask yourself what messages about failure you might be conveying to your children directly or indirectly, and in what situations you're sending them. If you have a spouse or partner, it can also be useful to get some feedback from them as they may see reactions in you that you're not even aware of. If you feel that you're doing good things related to these three situations, keep doing what you're doing because you're sending great messages about failure to your kids. But if you're not, you have short-term and long-term options. First, in the short term, stay home. I realize that this is tough advice, 
but it's advice that I've given often and been thanked for doing so later. You will do far less harm not being in a game, and you'll have time to decompress and regain perspective before your kids arrive home after the game. Even if you think you have your emotions under control, you probably don't. You may have a smile on your face and you may be saying, good job, but your face will be gnarled with pain and your body will be racked with tension. There is no hiding from those emotions. If you can't control your emotions when you're watching your children compete, they will pick up on your emotions before, during, and after the game. And as I just mentioned, these unhealthy messages will come through to them loud and clear. Second, if you're ready to confront your failure demons, you can work to change the ways you think, feel, and react to failure. And in doing so, shift your messages to your young athletes from unhealthy to healthy. As I noted above, there are no quick fixes or easy solutions. In its simplest form, this transformation involves recognizing that you're hurting your children, making a commitment to the change, and then replacing old and unhealthy attitudes with new and healthy attitudes, and old emotions and behaviors with new ones. There are, as they say, many roads to Rome. Listening to my Raising Young Athletes podcast, attending sport parenting workshops, seeking out a parent coach, or even going to see a psychotherapist or psychologist are all potentially effective ways to get there. At a basic level, the first step is, once you've identified your healthy reactions, to specify the sports situations in which they arise. This allows you to know when your quote-unquote hot buttons are going to be pushed, making it easier to prepare for it when it happens. Next, figure out some healthier ways that you want to react. Consider how you want to change your thinking from, she better win today, or I hope she has fun today, emotions from anxiety and dread to excitement and pride, and what you say to your kids from, you have to win today, or do your best, and behavior, pacing the sidelines and yelling at the ref, to sitting calmly and cheering for everyone. Then, make a plan for how you want to be at the game and imagine yourself executing that plan. Perhaps enlist your spouse or partner to encourage and remind you of your plan, especially when you start to get worked up. Finally, as the game nears, make a conscious commitment to use the new approaches through its conclusion and put your plan into action. I can assure you that making the shift will be exceedingly difficult at first because you've got some deeply ingrained thinking, emotional, and behavioral habits. But in time, the more you take, quote-unquote, the good road, the easier it will be and the better it will feel. And as much as your old habits may pull you down the bad road, what more incentive do you need than the health and well-being of your children and your relationship with them? From the noted psychologist Carl Jung, even a happy life cannot be without a measure of darkness. And the word happy would lose its meaning if it were not balanced by sadness. It is far better to take things as they come along with patience and equanimity. And here's another piece of advice that's going to be tough to follow, yet is another wonderful gift you can give to your young athletes. Never talk about results. Yes, you heard me. Never talk about results. Here's a simple reality. Your children can't develop a fear of failure if failure is never discussed. Instead of talking about results, always focus on the process, what they did, their effort, and the fun of their sports participation. The powerful message your children will get is that you don't care about results success or failure, so they shouldn't either. Of course, your not discussing results isn't going to stop your young athletes from wanting to talk about them. They're surrounded by youth sports culture telling them that results matter, and realistically they do to some extent. It's nearly impossible to completely protect your young athletes from being carpet bombed with unhealthy messages from coaches, other parents, and their peers who are obsessed with results. If you've ever been to any youth sports competition, you know that most of the conversations among parents is about results, 
rankings, and one-loss records. And sadly, I see the same thing happening to the young competitors as well. They're constantly talking about results. Not a surprise, given my belief that children tend to adopt the attitudes of their parents, whether unhealthy or healthy. Though you can't be your children's impenetrable shield against these influences, you can at least play defense and block or blunt a lot of the fear of failure barbs that are thrown at them. You need to counteract these unhealthy messages with positive messages of your own. So, when they bring up results, whether after a game or at dinner, redirect the conversation to, you guessed it, anything related to the process or fun of their sport. Plus, as I just mentioned, when you surround your young athletes with a like-minded sports program, parents and peers, you can all work together to protect them from the harmful messages about failure of our off-the-rails youth sports culture. From the parenting blogger, Emily Learney, teach your children that strength doesn't come from what you can do. It comes from overcoming the things you once thought you couldn't. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to episode 10 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. And be on the lookout for episode 11 in the near future.